The two adults are dead, officer. The two children in the back of the car are alive. A bit banged up, but not critical. All right, Jones. Let me call Child Protective Services and get them to meet us at the hospital to see if there's any relatives to call, the other officer said. Jimmy and Jean, ages seven and one, lost their parents that awful August afternoon, driving with their parents to visit an amusement park, when the drunk driver swerved and hit their vehicle head-on, killing their parents instantly. They came from a small family of not many relatives, and the few they had couldn't afford to take both children, so they were separated. Jimmy stayed in the same Colorado town and moved in with the family of his father's sister. They wanted to take Jean as well, but just couldn't afford the extra mouth to feed. So Jean went to live with her mother's cousin's family in Florida. The families were not close, so the children lost track of each other and led separate lives. Jimmy stayed in his hometown and got married to his high school sweetheart and had two kids of his own, fairly young, working in his adoptive parents' family gardening business. Jean grew up not even knowing she had a brother. She had always thought her adoptive parents were her real parents, and she hadn't been told about the death of her real ones or any of her sad beginning. They wanted to spare her the pain so just never told her. But she did well in school and got a scholarship to the University of Boulder, Colorado. She had no idea it was her hometown she was moving back to, to go to school, and her parents never mentioned it. They didn't see the need. Jean was getting settled in at the university, enjoying her freedom for the first time in her life. She liked her roommate Donna, and was enjoying her classes. She loved Colorado. The fresh mountain air, the wide open spaces, it was sheer heaven, all the natural beauty around her. The scholarship was welcome, but she was still short on pocket money and was starting to think about looking for some part-time work for the weekends and days she didn't have classes. She mentioned this to Donna, who was popular with most of the students, and always seemed to know what was going on around town, even though she was from out of state as well. You know, I was looking at the job bulletin board this morning, and there was a new posting on there. There's a plant nursery a couple miles down the road that was looking for some weekend staff, watering the plants and planting seedlings and all that kind of stuff. Maybe you should drive out there and ask around and see if they might be interested in you, Donna offered. Oh, I love plants and shrubs. I was always helping my mom with gardening stuff. I think I will do that. Thanks so much for telling me. I hope they haven't found anyone yet. I could really use the money, Jean said. The next day, Jean drove to the nursery and talked to a woman and learned they did have one opening left. She was glad to accept it. She was to begin the next day and was introduced to the manager, who introduced himself as Jimmy. Jimmy was a handsome young man, 25 and very strong-looking. Carrying all the heavy planters and bags of topsoil around had made him strong and well-muscled. Brown hair and blue eyes, 
around six feet tall, a friendly, welcoming smile, and sexy voice. Jean thought he was quite the handsome guy. Jimmy also instantly liked Jean. She was cute, 19, around five feet tall, with long, honey-blonde colored hair up in a high ponytail, and while petite in stature, had remarkably large breasts for one so tiny. She was a very sexy little dish, he thought to himself. He knew he shouldn't think like that. He was married after all. His wife Stephanie did the books for the nursery and came in a few days a week. His adoptive parents were older now and had pretty well turned over the business to him since he had such an aptitude for it. I might be little, but I'm strong, Jean said proudly to Jimmy as she carried the bags of topsoil to be unloaded from the delivery truck. I can see that. You don't have to give yourself a hernia to prove it to me, he laughed back. No, I'm fine, honest, she replied. And so it went over the next few months. Jean was doing well at the new job and at school, and Jimmy was liking her all the more. A little too much, he thought to himself, when after his latest afternoon masturbation break, he found that the one he had been fantasizing about was Jean. He had been at his office after having an argument with his wife on the phone, and just then started to stroke his cock as he was watching some porn on his computer during a slow period of the day. He had just come thinking about Jean and how he'd love to feel her lips around his eight-inch shaft when she knocked on the door and started to walk in. He barely had time to zip up, and he wasn't entirely sure she hadn't seen him doing that. She popped in to ask about the next delivery, and then right back out, so he thought it was fine. As soon as Jean left his office, she had a feeling what he had been up to, and laughed to herself as she went back to her work. The next day, they were alone before closing time, and were carrying a heavy planter together, and when they set it down and were catching their breath from the strain of it all, all of a sudden, Jimmy impulsively reached down and kissed Jean on the lips. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that, Jimmy offered immediately. No, don't be, Jean replied softly. I liked it, she said. With that admission, Jimmy reached over to her and wrapped his hands around her tiny waist and leaned down to give Jean a much deeper, longer, and more probing kiss. Jean had been attracted to him since the first day she met him, but she knew he was married, so she just set any such thoughts out of her mind. You know I'm married. We've hit a rough patch, just not getting along. I shouldn't have gotten married so young. I wouldn't do it again given the chance, he confessed half guiltily. It's okay, she said. I want you, Jean. I know I shouldn't, but I do. There was a thought in Jean's mind that she should leave and drive back to the dorm room, but she didn't want to. Jimmy led her by the hand back to his office and locked the door behind her. She went over 
and sat on the sofa that was in there, and he knelt down on the floor in front of her and laid his head in her lap as she stroked his hair. He looked up at her, and she took his face in her hands and kissed him passionately, their tongues sliding slowly and sensuously in and out of each other's mouths, arousing them each tremendously. Soon Jimmy got up off the floor and laid Jean back on the sofa and climbed on top of her. They kissed for the longest time, their hands roaming over each other's clothed bodies until they could stand it no longer and stood up and quickly undressed. Jean got on her knees and took Jimmy's cock in her hands as she looked up into his blue eyes and saw him wince with ecstasy as she started to pump his full eight inches in her hands and then moved her lips onto his cock and started sucking it with great urgency and need as if pleasing Jimmy was the most important thing on this earth she had to accomplish. Her warm, wet tongue caressing his turgid member, swirling around and around the head, licking all of his sticky, sweet precum off of his cock between deep-throating it as his fingers intertwined themselves in her honey-blonde locks as she slurped away hungrily at his thick cock. She could tell by his breathing he was getting close, and she wanted his hot load so much coursing down her throat. She wanted it like she hadn't wanted anything in a long, long time. He groaned as he filled her mouth with cum, and she swallowed every drop of his milk. Jimmy swept off the items on top of his desk and placed Jean on the corner of it and spread open her legs and started raining kisses on her creamy inner thighs, getting closer and closer to her pussy with each progressive kiss upwards, finally opening her shaved pussy lips so gently with his tongue that it was barely felt until he plunged deeper in with his probing tongue and all of a sudden felt it on her throbbing clit. Jimmy sucked and licked at her until she was visibly squirming underneath his administrations, and she forcefully came as he kept licking, not stopping, until she was panting after her climax. Jimmy didn't let her rest long, he was already growing hard again, and flipped her over so she was bent over the desk, her dripping pussy so wet from having come so hard only minutes before. She had her elbows on the desk and all of a sudden was filled from behind with his massive throbbing cock and had her eyes closed as she felt him rhythmically pumping inside of her all the way up to the balls, as he rubbed her full breasts in his hands, making the nipples erect. Jean clenched her cunt muscles tightly around his cock, 
and was milking him from the inside out as he thrust back and forth inside of her. He bucked faster and faster, and Jean cried out as she came again, her neck arched back and her blonde hair swishing against her back as Jimmy shot his load into her forcefully. Wow, I haven't come that hard in a long time, Jimmy admitted. You are a very naughty boy, but I like it, she grinned. It has gotten late. I really do have to get back to the dorm, she said as she quickly pulled her clothes on and walked out the door. See you tomorrow, Jean, Jimmy said. Yes, I will be back in the morning, she yelled out her car window as she drove back to the university. Jean reflected on the evening of hot and unexpected sex as she drove back to town. Not having any idea that the cum dripping into the crotch of her panties was that of her long-lost brother, Jimmy.